Welcome to Espresso Crime, a podcast all about crimes, share to listen while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Let's dive right in with our first crime story being a coffee crime, and I'm not talking about making your coffee too weak. The California Coffee Cup Murderer of 1929. Ramlin and Eva met 18 months prior through a Lonely Heart newspaper ad. In today's world, it would be the equivalent of online dating or an app on your phone. Ramlin posted the newspaper ad as he was far too shy to meet women face to face. The romance first blossomed through letters. Ramlin was in California while Eva lived with her sister in Texas. As things were going great, Ramlin decided to invite Eva to meet him in California, and a wedding quickly fo- followed. Ramlin was left deaf from World War I, but that didn't stop him from taking his wife to the local square dances, as Eva loved to dance and would dance the night away. On April 29, 1929, Mr. Ramlin waited in his car while his attractive wife danced with numerous partners. Later on, Eva carefully took a tray of coffee and sandwiches through the busy dance hall as carefully as she could. She was almost at the door when she accidentally bumped into another woman. It was quickly apologized for and forgotten about. Ramlin took the coffee and sandwiches from his wife while exchanging a few words with her. And then Eva quickly returned to the dance floor, leaving her husband in the car once again. The band played by Ramlin's father and his uncle at the dance hall were quickly silenced by a scream that made everyone stop in their tracks. The guests of the dance hall quickly ran outside to find Eva's husband in agony inside his car. Ramlin was dead before medical help could arrive. An upset Eva couldn't offer much insight to those investigating the strange death, though she did dismiss the suggestion that her husband might have committed suicide. Their hometown medical examiner and autopsy all pointed to Mr. Ramblin dying of natural causes, though there was one person who wasn't so convinced. Ramlin's father, Steve, who had been playing in the band, had always believed his daughter-in-law, Eva, was a gold digger. Because of this, Steve pestered the police and believed Eva had poisoned her husband for a $3,000 insurance payout, which would be worth around $45,000 today. The sheriff needed to get Steve off his back, so he reluctantly agreed to once again search the location. About an hour into the sheriff's search, he noticed that under the stairs was a dark space made accessible by a broken plank. He pushed his arm into the area and found a small bottle. The bottle in bold print read, strychnine and was prepared at the drugstore just a few miles away. The sheriff called the drugstore and there was just one recent sale of this poison, which was sold just three days before the death of Ramblin. The purchaser was Miss Joe Williams, the reason to kill gophers. The sheriff was able to identify Miss Joe Williams, who was actually Eva Ramblin, and was then quickly arrested. Eva screamed her innocence and that she was being set up by her father-in-law. Now that the police department had the poison purchased, they ordered a re-examination of Ramblin's organs. This time, though, the organs would be examined by an expert examiner, unlike the original, who had very little experience. Eva's legal team was hard at work lining up witnesses who would testify to Ramblin's depression and repeated suicide threats. They also had a woman ready to provide Eva with an alibi at the time the poison was purchased. 
The examiner now working was very accomplished and awful the Wizard of Berkeley. With his great credentials, though, the police decided they wanted to keep this news quiet. Besides the organs, he also examined the poison bottle, Ramlin's clothing, the car, and all the items within the car, and after days spent in the lab, he was able to isolate the poison in Ramlin's stomach, and there were also traces of poison on the seats in the car and the coffee cup Ramblin drank out of. The Wizard of Berkeley compared and studied the signature of Miss Jo Williams with example of even Ramblin's handwriting and after a week was convinced Eva had signed the false name. The Wizard of Berkeley heard about Eva carrying the food and coffee tray across the busy dance floor and thought of something. What was the possibility that Eva stumbled into something or someone? Because of his reputation, the sheriff figured it was an idea worth pursuing. The sheriff started by speaking with everyone who attended the dance, and one attendee named Alice remembered bumping into Eva. Further to remembering, Alice actually had coffee stains on her dress from the little collision, and the same dress hadn't even been cleaned yet. This dress was immediately made available to the examiner, and the coffee stain showed clear traces of the poison, linking it directly to Eva. The local area interest was so involved and so intense that the judge decided to hold the proceedings at an open-air dance venue. From all accounts, Eva's lawyers were able to make for a credible defense. They found Ramblin's first wife, and she was ready to confirm her ex-husband's suicidal tendency. She was ready to give examples from their previous marriage and claimed her ex-husband had even said he was going to throw himself into a piece of machinery at the lumberyard he worked at. While Eva's lawyers were ready with an alibi and witnesses, Word broke out of the Wizard of Berkeley taking on the medical examination of the case. When they heard this, the defense lawyers quickly requested a special court session at which they announced that their client, Eva, now wished to plead guilty. As she pled guilty, she admitted to spiking her husband's coffee with the poison, but she said she had good reason to. The dead man made me, she said. Life with Ramlin was hard, and life as newlyweds quickly went downhill. She told the judge that pain from Ramlin's war wounds and his deafness made life awful. When he couldn't take his own life, he started telling Eva that she had to do it, and she finally gave in. As Eva pled guilty, she avoided the death penalty and was sentenced to life in prison.